All right, everybody, welcome back. It is Sunday night once again. I'm Corey Miller, here with Five on Your Side Sports Director Frank Cusimano. We're coming to you on Facebook. I think we're on Periscope as well, and I think we're even on YouTube uh, this time, too, to just talk some sports plus uh, live talk some sports with you on a Sunday night since we're still... Uh, actually, we did get live sports back today, but we're still waiting for, for most of sports to resume. Uh, let's talk about the biggest thing, I guess, this past week, just the back and forth between baseball it seems like every day we get some new guidelines that are going to have to be followed and it just seems like it's going to be harder and harder to come together and get uh, MLB started Frank just what's your take on just the back and forth on baseball here well I still believe because the three parties involved television owners and players all want to make money in the year 2020 that they're going to find a way to at least get this thing started now, I don't know if there's going to be an incident and the thing shuts down, but if you look at how detailed the plan was by the owners, I think they are really anxious to get it done. I know the television people really want to make some money. Now, if the players end up turning this down, I think they're going to lose the public relations war by a large margin. Whether they're right or wrong, I'm not taking sides here, but I think the fact that the owners are out there, they've gotten some media members to really you know take a look at this plan and if the players say no it's not enough money then they're really going to get hit badly by the by the public relations mafia what about the latest uh like protocol things it's going to be like in high school the players are going to show up to the field already in their uniforms no showering in the locker room just no really congregating inside at all no spitting no mascots it's going to look really weird it will. And I think, you know, of all the ideas, though, Corey, I thought that was pretty good. You, you do. You show up like you're a, um, you know, a, a, a Legion League player and you get out of your truck in your uniform. You play the game. You go home. I mean, I think, you know, the biggest risk in all this would be if you have, you know, 30 people, you know, coaches and players, maybe even 40 if the t taxi squad is there showering in one condensed area, dress in your own home. And then after the game is over, go home and shower. I think that's like the most interesting idea of them all. <laughs> I'm just picturing like Adam Wayne, Nadia Molina showing up to the bar already dressed, uh, their wives dropping them off as they take their water jugs out and by, and it's just cracked up. <laughs> it is funny to think about. And how about the whole social distancing? I mean, does the manager like exercise the social distancing when he goes out to get the starting pitcher. I mean, that's going to be fascinating, too. And, you know, Corey, you know, the, the money thing is what it's going to rule the day here. It's I don't you know, I think there are a certain percentage like a John Lester and Anthony Rizzo, a cancer survivors. But I think in general, if the players say no, it's going to be because the money is not going to be worth their while. And once again, I think it's going to be, you know, the fans are going to be rough on them if it happens. Rightly or wrongly. Yeah, I think you're right. Something you brought up a couple times, too. Some of these managers are in their 70s, and they're in range. You talked about this with Bob Costas, too. I don't know what they're, they're going to do there as well. That's going to be – there's just so many wrinkles. I do think it gets done as well eventually uh, just because there's such a big push to get it done. 
Uh, but it's definitely going to look different. If, if you're just tuning in, I'm Corey Miller here with Frank Cusimano doing our Sports Plus Live on Sunday night, uh, talking about a little bit of everything. If you got a comment, drop it below. I'm trying to monitor everything here if anybody's saying anything. Randy on Twitter reminding us that NASCAR started today, so there are sports back, NASCAR and golf. I think we're going to get a lot of golf. Uh, matches like they may be set up today to tide us over until something happens, and I, I I'm cool with that. Yeah, especially you got the big one coming up with uh, Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson against Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning. That'll be outside of the Last Dance documentary, probably the best bit of television we'll have, you know, in a month or so. So yeah, I think with NASCAR coming back, and we don't know if there's going to be any incidents afterwards, but it came back today. UFC had three successful matches in Jacksonville. Uh, that worked out well. So slowly but surely, you know, I think things are coming back. I'm not sure what's going to happen with the NBA. I think the NHL is going to give it their best shot, too, to make it happen, too. At least give it a chance. Dan on Facebook bringing up the DH because if baseball does come back, uh, there's going to be a DH probably universally throughout the league, at least for this year. And I think... That's just going to be the way it is going forward because I think the union's been pushing for it for a while. It's been coming. I think it's eventually going to happen. I understand it, but that doesn't mean I like that it's going to happen. What about you, Frank? Well, I think especially in this year, Corey, with expanded rosters and big taxi squads that you can utilize a bunch of different pitchers because you'll have more pitchers on the roster. Um, I think I'd rather watch Ravello hit than Dakota Hudson also. Uh, I, I do think it is only a one-year situation. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. I think the whole 82-game sprint to the finish is kind of cool. The extra, you know, or the extra team making the playoffs is kind of cool. It's got to be a little different. It's got to be a little bit fun, and I'm looking forward to it when it happens. I'll, I'll take whatever I can get as well, but I wonder if the Cardinals, I mean, it turned out pretty good. They got a heck of a pitching prospect, but I wonder if they wish they could have hold, held on to Jose Martinez if they knew they were going to have a DH spot open. <laughs> you know what, Corey? That's the first thing I thought about when I heard the DH would be in play if there is a National League season this year. Oh, goodness. We got rid of Jose Martinez a year too early. <laughs> the other thing I think will be the broadcasting situation you know, I don't think that like Dan McLaughlin and Jim Edmonds will be at the stadium. I think there's a chance they could be broadcasting live from one of those Fox Sports Midwest areas or who knows, maybe even from their home. And I don't know if there'd be a sideline reporter. I don't know if there'd be beat writers. I think most of our sound is just going to come from the Cardinals after a game like that. And we're not going to be allowed to be at Bush Stadium. So there's a lot of there's a lot of layers here. I think you're right. Okay. If you got questions, drop them below. I'm watching. Uh, Jared asking who the Cardinals DH would be. Like you said, I think Ravello's a decent candidate. I think uh, this increases the chances we see Carlson in the outfield to start the year and maybe Fowler DHing or something like that. Uh, so I think that could be interesting as well. Yeah. And, you know, if you'd play Carlson, maybe uh, a guy like Tyler O'Neill would be your DH, you know, depending on who's pitching that night. If he's not you know, starting in the outfield. But I think if Dylan Carlson is on this roster of 30, I think you'd like to have that, that guy's defensive skills, you know, in the outfield. Let's get to, uh, usually we recap uh, your list from the previous week that we've been doing on uh, Five on Your Side, usually at 5 o'clock, and then uh, we, re we release the whole thing on, on Friday at 10. 
Uh, we've done the Cardinals, the Blues, football, basketball, a little bit of everything. This week was soccer, and uh, editing these, you know, I had a fun time listening to uh, Bill McDermott talk about some of these guys, because some of their stories are just insane. Who stood out to you on the uh, all-time St. Louis soccer list? Well, the story about Frank Borgie actually saving Jack Buck in World War II, he was a medic and Buck was injured. That was fascinating. He's the best goaltender ever from town, from our town. Um, I think, you know, the, we, I knew when we put this list together that no matter what was going to go on three through ten, one and two were going to be Pat McBride and Altros. And I wasn't sure of the order because you could make a case for Altros being the best player of all time and McBride being two. I will say this. Uh, we received more negative backlash because we decided to put Becky Sauerbrunn and Lori Kolopny on the list. And granted, it did knock two very talented men off this list. But if you look at their soccer resume, there shouldn't be much of a debate. They accomplished as much or more as anybody on that list, and I'm happy we put them on there. Definitely, I agree. They they have to be on there. Um, you got a good one coming this next week too. You're all underrated team. That should be pretty fun as well. Not team, but uh, top ten underrated players either from St. Louis or, or played for St. Louis. So that should be good. For just joining us, I'm Corey Miller here with Frank Cusimano. Sports Plus Live. You got a comment? Drop it below. We've talked a lot of baseball already. Uh, there's always we can always talk baseball though. Um, you know. In about 15 minutes, we're going to sit down to watch uh, the last couple episodes of The Last Dance here, and I'm kind of sad it's over. I've been looking forward to these every Sunday. Uh, you talked with Bob Costas this past week, and it was just a phenomenal interview, and he was there courtside for the entire thing. Seeing him describe just being around Michael was pretty cool, and I I'm excited to see this finish tonight. Corey, I'm so pumped up myself. I, you know, That's why we do these things at 7.30 and not 8 o'clock. It's, it's, it's been insane. And it's, and it's what, what makes it great is that Monique and Brooke, who are not diehard NBA fans have not missed one second of these eight hours along with, you know, Alex and Dom. It's, it's fascinating. And, you know, I think one of the most interesting question is, do you like Jordan more or less after watching this documentary? And with me, it's unequivocally more, and I loved him before, and I've seen polls on this where it says 90%, and this is a guy who had, you know, gambling issues and punched teammates and was, a, you know, basically psychotic with some of his, his competition theories, but I, I don't know why, but I love him more, and I can't get enough of this, and I hate the fact that 10 o'clock, it's over tonight. I agree. That whole sequence... I don't know if it was the end of episode seven. I think it was the end of episode seven. Seven, yeah. Just the last, like, when he starts three, to cry. three minutes. Yes. That was so good. And he's, and then he says, turn it off. That's probably my... Yeah, and, you know, Corey... Yeah. He, that was so unbelievable because he basically said, I didn't ask any of these guys to do something I wouldn't do. And then even, I think it was Will Perdue who said, you know, earlier, well, he was a bad teammate, but... Actually, he was a good teammate because we never would have reached the heights that we did without him, you know, pushing the envelope for us. Should be a good, uh, I'm hoping for some really good stuff in these last two, which I'm sure they did. They've done it. This has been a great, I mean, the editing, everything's been great. 
And after this, there are some good documentaries coming still. The Lance Armstrong one on ESPN looks pretty good. Uh, I'll watch that. And then we've got the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Summer of 98 documentary, which I just absolutely cannot wait for. Yeah, I'm just wondering if they've uh, if they borrowed stuff from KSDK or if there could be any kind of live shot or, you know, they had that local angle. Not that I'm hoping Oh, for, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We lived it. Man, that was just a crazy time period. And it was wild because, and I don't blame McGuire because he would go 0 for 4 and would be by his lockers. And he finally would tell Brian Bartel, Brian, please tell these guys I'm not talking. I went 0 for 4. Talk to Brian Jordan who went 2 for 3 and had the game winning hit. And he was right. But all anybody cared about was 25 that season. All right, last thing here before uh, we sign off and watch the last couple episodes uh, of The Last Dance here. Um, I uh, I wrote a piece. It was the anniversary of the hand pass game against San Jose the other day. Uh, and I think today was the anniversary of Game 4, which they ended up winning. It's just so crazy how things have flipped from that game. Because you, you see it happen, you go, it's another Blues heartbreak. This is just another one to add to the list, and they're going to lose from here. And instead, they go on a roll. The Sharks scored two goals the rest of the series, and the Blues win the Cup, and the Sharks are just in a complete mess right now. And it's just incredible to look back on a year ago, just how I thought things were going to turn out and how they did turn out. Yeah, that's a great story, Corey. And, I, you know, this week we profiled uh, Craig Berube on Five on Your Side. And that, you know what? Um, there's a lot of things that he did right. But of all the things he did in 2019, that may have been the best. When he would not allow himself to belabor it, he would not allow his team to speak about it, and they just moved on. There was nothing he could do, and there are a lot of coaches in that, in that situation that would belabor and you know blank and moan about it, and that was a brilliant bit of coaching by Craig Berube. You know, don't let this gruff exterior, this enforcer background fool you. That guy is a smart guy, and that was brilliant down the stretch last year, a year ago at this time. He knew exactly uh, what his team needed, and uh, after, gosh, about two minutes after the game, they were on to the next one, and uh, we know how it all happened from there. Hopefully we get a chance to see it again this year. Um, all right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm Corey Miller here with Frank Cusimano, 5 on your side uh, sports director. That'll be it for our uh, Sports Plus Live this Sunday. We're going to get ready to watch the last couple episodes of The Last Dance here. Thanks for tuning in. We should uh, should be here next week as well and keep rolling these out every Sunday. So we got some sports to talk about more normally uh, on TV, <laughs> a little more uh, live sports to talk about. Thanks for stopping by, everybody.